This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Lewis Glasser Jr. You're listening to TV Confidential. Robertson with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on the station at the usual time. Our guests will include New York Times bestselling author Jennifer Armstrong. Jennifer's latest book, When Women Invented Television, traces the history of the first decade of network television through the lives and accomplishments of Erna Phillips, Gertrude Berg, Hazel Scott, and Betty White, all of whom helped shape many of the different forms of television that we all watch today. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Jay Moriarty is with us via Skype. Jay's memoir, Honky in the House, takes you inside the writing room of the Jeffersons while also providing a capsule history of the so-called golden age of TV sitcoms, as well as insight into why Norman Lear is one of the smartest, shrewdest, and most courageous producers that television will ever know. Honky in the House, available right now, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. One of the things that made the Jeffersons different than a lot of other sitcoms is, I mean, you, you worked five days a week, but your work week would sort of start on a Wednesday. I mean, you would do the table read on Wednesday, and then you would do whatever changes were made by Friday so that they would have the weekend to get their lines down, and then you'd block on Monday, and then you would tape on Tuesday, most other shows I understand they went Monday through Friday. They, they would tape on Friday. Yeah, well, usually it's either, it's either one of those. It's either Monday through Friday or Wednesday through Tuesday. You know, it's either one of those. Yeah, I've, I've always preferred the Wednesday through Tuesday because it does give you that weekend if you need it. And uh, but most shows by that weekend you're rewriting the next show is what you're doing. Not that you don't work weekends. <laughs> you're, you're rewriting for that Wednesday show that's coming up next. Yeah. So, and what's great is, you know, the characters, the actors, they show up on a Wednesday not knowing what the script is. You know, it's all new to them, so they can laugh at it for the first time. And, you, and the first time the writers can hear the actors say the lines and you see what's working or what needs to be addressed. But the most important thing is to get the story right. Know exactly what your story is, beginning, middle, and end, what your scenes are. That, If you get that right, then lines can, you can punch up lines and stuff, you know, later. But... Don't get screwed where, and I've seen this on shows, where you just, you walk away from a table reading saying this story doesn't work. I mean, that's that's a nightmare. And then you spend the whole week trying to make a story work. I think I mentioned in the book, breaking stories. If you ask any comedy writer for TV what the hardest part is, the hardest part of writing for television is breaking stories. It's, and by breaking, you mean partially breaking it into two acts, but also breaking in, it. In every scene, you know, yeah. so you have it, you know, this scene, this scene. So it's basically a two-act, for Norman, it's like a two-act play. And so you basically know what your scenes are. You break it so that everything makes sense. you got your beginning. you got what I would call your problem, complication, resolution. All worked out. You know it's a good story to tell. And uh, you know what your scenes are. But they, that can be done. It can take you a year. It can take you two years. I mean, we had 
I had story ideas that Mike and I would kick around, and it wasn't until three years later when we say, you know how we could make that story work? It's just, it's not, you know, you don't do it overnight. You know, you spend, that's the hardest part is in stories. I think I have a line in a book where I say, when I read a spec script, I'm looking at two things, jokes and story. Jokes are one thing, but stories everything. It's all about the story. If I find a writer who can, who knows what, how to write a story and come up with a story, that's much more. You can always hire guys who can write jokes. But story is so important. And that's a lot of, you can tell a good show by seeing if they're telling good stories. That was the thing. Norman always had good stories. And you kind of learned that, that, you know, if you get a good story or a story that's different, a story that people are waiting to see how it ends, that'll be a good show. Final question for now, because... I have a feeling I'm going to want you back later in the year. Don't fight the urge. I love talking with you because you know what you're doing and uh, you're a writer yourself and it's nice talking to other writers because you know what you're talking about. I thank you for the compliment, Jay Moriarty. Final question for now. And we kind of teased this earlier. It's easy to describe George Jefferson as a black, as a quote-unquote black Archie Bunker, but you make the case there's a lot more to George to that, isn't there? Yeah, I devote a whole chapter to it but yeah you know Archie Bunker he's a bigot sure but Archie Bunker is uh he's basically uh that's what he is he's a uh, bigot he's prejudiced he marginalizes uh people that aren't like him you know with slurs like uh, kike and wop and fruit and George Jefferson when he calls somebody a honky it's just not a uh, a slur or uh, a prejudiced bigot remark he calls Honky, a white person, because because it's white people who who've uh, who who've been enslaved and lynched and and to this day, you know, mistreated. I mean, I'll give Georgia for a good example. But and so he he's got a history there. He's coming from his real roots, you know. Yeah. It's about people. You notice he never, you know, the, the Harry Bentley character uh, was from uh, the UK. You know, he's just a loony limey. He yeah. never called him a honky or anything. Because he's not part of white America who has managed to keep black people down, you know. The, George's whole idea, you know, he, he's trying to emulate Whitey by promoting his business and trying to succeed in a white man's world. And he's proud of the fact that he's been able to succeed in a white man's world. They have a chain of seven cleaning stores. And the fact that he points out to somebody else as a honky, you know, they got, they got white privilege. I don't have that all my stuff with. But I think I say all more eloquently in the book, but... I think the way I sum up those two guys is Archie's basically at best a lovable buffoon and at worst an ignorant bigot, whereas George is at best a hero and at worst a workaholic who who wants to uh, make his family have some of the finer things, not just the necessities. And, and in a lot of ways, George is the embodiment of the American dream. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, every every group that's come over here has kind of been marginalized, you know, whether it's the Italian immigration or the Irish immigration or whatever, you know, first with the Irish, it was no Irish need apply. And and so George, like you say, is the embodiment of the American dream. You know, it's a, his people in the, in the African-American community, the troubles that they've had to go through is a little different from, yeah, well, especially the Irish had at least the language down. The Italians had to learn a new language and other countries had to learn language, but you're talking about George Jefferson being a hero and embodiment of, of the American dream, but just Martin Luther King, uh, I think I quote Martin Luther King in the book, who said that we all we all came here on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. And that kind of 
sums up, I think, you know, in black America, that really is where you, if you're black and you're making it in this country, you deserve a lot of credit because you're doing it without any color advantage. Jay Moriarty is the author of Honky in the House, Honky in the House, Writing and Producing the Jeffersons, a memoir of Jay's seven years as a staff writer, producer, and later showrunner of the Jeffersons that also talks about Jay's uh, other work in television and also provides a capsule history of the golden age of sitcoms, sitcoms in the 1970s, Honky in the House, available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Jay Moriarty, I look forward to having you again on TV Confidential. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Ed. It was a real pleasure. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Megaphone and wherever else you find podcasts. Hi, this is Rodimus Parra, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that When Television Brought Us Together by David Hofstede is available through Black Pond Press as well as Amazon.com where the books are sold online while Dear Bob, Bob Hope's wartime correspondence with the GIs of World War II by Martha Bolton and Hope is available through University Press of Mississippi as Amazon.com while honking the house, writing and producing The Jeffersons by Jay Moriarty, also available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. For a program this week, folks, at Roberts, Baff, Tony Figueroa, Dada Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.